Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros. We got one of our good buddies on the show today, Shameless Star, Steve Howie, joins us today. And uh, he always brings the goods. He always brings the goods, and he's never afraid to call people out. (laughs) I don't know if you guys remember an episode with uh, Dale Dye where Jared was yawning. Nice yawn, turd. Steve Howie caught Jared sleepy again today and uh, decided to call him out as well. Steve's fucking hilarious, man. We love him. Uh, Before we get into the show, we got some sponsors, obviously, who put this whole shit wagon on the air. want to remind everyone, also, Drinking Bros Cruise. I think it's maybe 40 seats left or something like that. Go to drinkingbros.com. Reserve your seat for the cruise coming up in September. We'll all be there. Also, if you notice at the top of the show, we got a new chief sponsor for the year. Shout out to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. They're our new chief sponsor for the year. Couldn't be more stoked to have them on board. Look, we've been with these guys for two years at this point. We love Ghostbed. Uh, It's one of those products that everybody who listens to the show, who has bought it, has said, this is the greatest, man. Thank you. Uh, It's a big ticket item, and and, uh, we wouldn't steer you the wrong way. We've partnered up with them. They're doing a 15% off military discounts forever. Anybody who's uh, in the military or a first responder, uh, there's there's also a 15% discount forever. If you're a first responder on ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros, They know 80% of our audience is military and first responder, and uh, they have gone above and beyond to make sure that you guys are taken care of. If you're a regular human like myself, uh, you get $100 off uh, Ghost Band free sheets. The sheets are amazing, those cooling sheets. Or $200 off of Ghost Lux, $200 off the, the, the Ghost Bed Flex. Which is, that's, look, you can, the Ghost Bed Flex is for the biggins. Yeah. Let's say you bring a lady home. She's maybe pushing three or four hondo. Uh, that's the ghost bed flex, kids. That's what you need to get. And as always, they got a bundle package, too, with the adjustable base USB ports, flashlights, everything in it uh, for $7.99. Unbelievably stoked and grateful uh, to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Uh, for having us and being our chief sponsor for the next year. Uh, welcome aboard. We're grateful, man. We love your product more than life itself. And if you go to their websites, uh, they're, they're just using Drinking Bros testimonials at the bottom. So this is from you guys to you guys. So if, if you're a listener who's bought before, all of their recommendations and everything, what happened with the beds are at the bottom of the page. And uh, that way, you know, you're actually getting it from from the listeners. You're not getting like fake reviews or, or any bullshit like that. Shout out to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Next up, we've got expressvpn.com. Big fan of uh, ExpressVPN. Why? I, they have saved me on numerous times, man. Uh, data security is more important than ever. Um, I, man, I keep getting ripped. I was before I was using expressvpn.com. Got a new computer. Boom, got hacked. Uh, fuck, they tried to purchase something on Amazon for Christ's sakes. This is, is one of those apps just runs on the back of your computer. 
um, in the background of it, you don't think about it twice. Protects all your passwords, uh, you know, credit cards, security. Anything you have on your computer will be safe. If you have this program just running in the back of your, your computer, seven bucks a month. If you're a Drinking Bros listener, uh, you get three free months. Go to ExpressVPN forward slash Drinking Bros today to get that deal. Seven bucks a month. Keep all your shit safe. iPhones, tablets, uh, Macs. PCs, desktops, the whole thing. ExpressVPN.com forward slash drinking bros will get you three free months and give you that $7 a month deal on that. Last but not least, we got Raycon. BuyRaycon.com. I like when they throw a buy in there. BuyRaycon.com. B U Y R A Y C O N.com. That's B U Y R A Y C O N.com. Headphones, man. Shit, we use them every goddamn day, obviously, uh, not only on the podcast, but uh, running and uh, just cruising through life. So does everybody else. Um, wireless, these are rechargeable. More, import- more importantly, they're cost effective, man. These things are about 70 bucks with the promo code Drinking Bros with the discounts. When you go to buyraycon.com forward slash Drinking Bros, uh, you're getting 20% off. Just go to that URL, buyraycon.com forward slash Drinking Bros for 20% off of there for headphones. Uh, not only are they cool and stylish and all that other shit, but uh, dude, I just couldn't justify paying like $350 for some beats by Dr. Dre. We reached out and we were like, yo, let's get let's get uh, you guys on board. And they were like, no, fuck yourself, dude. I was like, all right, cool, man, because that's, that's ridiculous. Affordable headphones, uh, stylish, they're cool, man. Go to buyraycom.com forward slash drinking bros today and grab your headphones, man. I love these guys. And we actually reached out to them, and we're like, hey, can you come on the show? Not vice versa. So uh, we appreciate you guys coming in. We're, we're trying to work on some other stuff, too, with like Pit Viper and some other companies that you guys have asked for um, that we trust. Uh, let's hop into the show with Mr. Steve Howie. Who, what Brent. do we got here? We got Steve Howie. Hey, Steve, man. I want to commend you on your wide gate, first of all, because it's a video you. show. Yeah. It takes a lot of confidence to sit like yeah. that. I have to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Goddamn right you do. Yeah. The jacket you came in, in with was awesome. That that thing just where, where can we, Where can I buy that? That was the first thing I said to you. Roots of like, Fight, oh. Alaria Urbanati, Johnny Hunt collab. Roots of Fight. Is it out now? Can we yeah, buy that shit? Muay Thai. It's okay. a, that yellow it, Muay Thai jacket. Is it really? Nice. Have you been doing the Muay Thai? I have. Yeah, really? Wow. Yeah, we're like Steaks in Muay Thai. Brothers. Julio Trana is not fucking around. He's got killers in his fucking. He just opened up. They're doing really well, and they got fucking killers. I did a workout with the group because I usually do private with Julio. Mm-hmm. Julio's got fucking Juban, you know, uh, Alan Juban, a UFC fighter. Okay, assassin, yeah. fucking assassin. And he trains me privately because fuck. I, because you're rich I'm and on TV. Shit. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Perks. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I did it with the group. And Georgie, the guy, who's, I think he's got a fight in Russia right now. He's got this dope ass fucking mustache that curls, calves like cinder blocks. So we were doing this. We we're going. I'm drenched, right? I'm dead. He turns around and goes, good warm up. I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. I am <laughs> fucked. But yeah, dude, it's that. And then I'm training with Johnny Hunt uh, tomorrow morning over awesome. at F- Fortune Gym. Are you are you training for anything specific, or is it just kind of a hobby? No, it's just yeah, it's just like de stress. Feels good. I like to like know that I, I can it. kick a knee and like elbow a head. 
Is it true that Muay Thai in Spanish means very Thai? <laughs> that's, nope. that's is that too? Stupid. Is that too? Uh, oh, too dad joking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, was, I went over my head. I joke. went over my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what we do here, Steve. You're on episode uh, five thousand of Shameless right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is that show ever going off the air? Are you guys just I, going? Forever? I just signed two days ago for. For ten and eleven, fuck no. off! Yeah. Congratulations, congratulations! Yeah. Thank, Holy you. Shit. Thank you. Thank you. I thought you had said it was done. Breaking no, news. no offense, that was kind of a shameless plug. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah oh. it was. Dad, we're gonna dad joke the entire episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I thought it was gonna be done. You can tell me this. I thought it was gonna be done once Emmy Rossum left. Emmy Rossum left. But you guys decided to keep going. Yeah. The the creator, well, the creator Paul Abbott. It was originally a uh, a British show. Shameless right. was a British show, and right. John Wells, John Wells, legend, dude, the, the dude is so good. Yeah. I mean, he's so good. You need someone like that. Had, tried to bring it over. It took him eight years. Finally got it, cast it, and then it just took off. Right, nine seasons, Showtime, and uh, when Emmy, like he, but he has a track record for big actors leaving. He did ER, dude. He was ER. Uh, he, yeah, he was ER, and he just kept filling him in. Where it was just like when Clooney left, his... it lasted another ten years. Oh yeah, how yeah, many yeah, yeah. seasons were on ER? Like fucking twenty ish. Yeah, yeah, right, around, like right around twenty. Yeah, and Grey's Anatomy's getting up there now too. Yeah, right? and that um, Law and Order SVU. Yeah, it's like twenty two or some shit. Yo, this is Ice T. Who would have thought? Ice I worked tea? with him. I did. Shut the I did the up. show. Is he as cool as I hope he is? Yes. Oh, is he really? Thank God. <laughs> yes. I would so love awesome. to hang out with Ice T. Oh, dude. he's yeah. the shit. He's a pimp. He's a gangster. He's nice. He's articulate. And it's all he's real. Pro gun. Is he wow. really? Well, obviously. Eh. I was so <laughs> geeking out, and so we were talking about the music scene, and we had this whole lawyer because I played this UFC fighter or MMA fighter that supposedly rapes this girl i did rape her because she wanted it right but it was a it was a fucking uh what's it called in the show correct in the show okay. in the show yeah. in the show i just want to get that out there this for the audience yep. yeah let's yep. move past that so it was part of the show i was just doing uh what was already written and uh he was like we're talking about the scene he goes yeah he goes i can't do an iced tea impression you're the impression yo but he goes he goes he goes um he goes the the uh music follows the culture and he goes, right now, all that music is because the drinking lane, taking opiates. He goes, my day, motherfuckers were smoking crap. That's why, you know, it was a little bit harder. I was just like, <laughs> is he talking about mumble rap? He's got yeah, yeah. 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 opiates. Yeah. yeah. But it's, yeah, yeah, if you yeah, think yeah. about it, it's yeah. true. Because I was trashing on it, and I was like, dude, I can't listen to hip hop. I don't like it. This yeah. modern rap. And he goes, it's not hip hop. Well, it is hip hop. But, but we got in this whole thing, and he was defending it. But he was like, the music follows the culture, uh, the drug culture. Yes. And it was fascinating. And I was getting schooled by Ice-T, so it was a good day. Well, it's I, true if you think about it. So, you know, you got guys like Lil Xan, which is just short for, for Xanax. Xanax. Uh, yeah. Lil Peep, OOD, yeah. Mac Miller, OD. All these guys, you're what, right, are on... What were on... we just talking about before we started the show? Oh, uh, well, we can't say that on the show, can we? I'm just saying, I'll say it. Guys. Street drugs... Yes. ...on a track record <laughs> are a little bit healthier for your... Uh, Life to live, legalize everything. Alive. Yeah, legalize everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, look at all those rock stars. Look at Ozzy Osbourne, yeah. Keith Richards, Jack Nicholson. These they're partiers, and they're still trucking. They're still moving because they're doing the best uncut pure <laughs> shit. It's not stepped on like a Britney video. That, that is coming right <laughs> off the fucking ship. 
it's coming right it's off the, the jungle so many times yeah. oh god with whatever speed. baby laxative yeah i mean yeah. you could tell especially i like, didn't know this i found out recently though the one of the most mixed things with cocaine is actually um creatine really mm-hmm. yeah that and uh, baby laxative so that baby laxative you, if you're at a hollywood party you see some some toot come out some toot and come in uh they're, they're You'll see them sprint for the bathroom. Is, that, bathroom? is that why like yeah, yeah, yeah. cocaine users get so lean and muscular half the time? It's because there's Cause probably creatine like in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre-workout. Oh. <laughs> you know Schwarzenegger was fucking really? gacking back. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, that there's, era of the 70s, I feel like everybody was doing cocaine. I think you had to. I think it was part of your thing. But like, it was also, you've seen the movie Blow, right? Remember yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. that uh, what was his name? Bobcat scene? Where they're all testing it, and he's like, you know, sixty-seven or whatever, seventy-seven. Yeah. Good, good, and it keeps going up on the yeah. purity level. And he's like, eighty-nine. I've never seen the Houston, uh, you know, Bobcat. Yeah. You yeah. mind if I try some? <laughs> yeah, dude, blow is such a like a. If you do blow, like what I did years ago, the movie is that. It's, it amps up, great music, and then it just crashes, and it's the saddest thing ever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a shitty drug. Like I, mean, I feel like I I've you can't nev- I never dabbled ever, but I've seen friends like back in high school that were doing ecstasy, and I always knew to join the military, so I didn't want to. But the cocaine users were that way; they'd be like, "Fuck yeah, man! Like, whoa, let's go do shit!" Let's Too much. And like forty minutes later, they're just like really sick to their stomach, and they're all tired and yeah. felt like shit. And then they would take another rip, and then they would be up again. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. like that's why you get addicted because you come off so hard. I felt like these guys; they just kept doing it. Yeah, the next day. Boy, and the, you sun, the sun's up. But apparently, yeah. Uh, my brother, uh, you know, we all grew up in LA. So he was, he, you know, he did some stuff back in the day in the 80s. And uh, he said it was different. It was like, because he used, used to get like large quantities and distribute it mm-hmm. for financial reasons, obviously. And he said it was way cleaner. You could party all night, go to sleep, and then wake up the next day. It's the shit that's stepped on yeah. and crushed the whole time. Yeah. What are we talking about this cocaine thing? Why not? Let's take it a step further. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, you know, I'll take this a step further. Yeah. I, I saw uh, early 2000s, right? Teen movies yeah. and all that shit riding high. Right. Um, there was this uh, one house that had a bunch of it. Are you popping open some Nicorette gum? I'm sorry. Help yourself. Why is it so hard to open? Help yourself. Oh, is it childproof? It's childproof. There it is. College yeah. proof. There College you go. Proof. Uh, early 2000s, teen movies riding high. There was a guy who owns, I don't know, he, he invented like the pacemaker or some bullshit like that, you know. One, one of those houses on top of the hills. And everybody would go up there and party. So much so that there was a security guard at the door. So imagine if there was a security guard at just this front door right here just to get into a house. And you're like, yo, what the fuck are we getting into here? Yeah. Um, a, good time. a really good, a good time. time. Really good time. Strawberry cocaine Ooh. was what this guy had, and everybody was going back night after yep. night. And I was like, "What is it?" And they were just dumping out this powder, and it looked like red Kool Aid. Just dumping out this I red Kool Aid. Just had this conversation with the uh, vice president of Atlantic Records. Uh, so I was hunting with him, and he was telling us this story about getting strawberry cocaine for the band. You're out. kidding? No, he was. L- we were just having this like two weeks ago. He's like, yeah, it was a huge hit. Every time we went to Europe, all the bands that he was working with, he's like, yeah, go out and grab strawberry cocaine. Yes. Because they fucking loved it. 
And he's and, like, and it's awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> so he's, he's an older guy. So he's like, that oh, was back in the day, right? It's back in the 80s. And these are huge bands. So yeah. obviously they could have whatever they wanted anytime they wanted. But that but was it, one of his jobs. Yeah, and it was hard to get and, and super expensive. So What this, made it different? This other, guy other. got it because it, it tasted like strawberries. So when you ripped it, you didn't feel like a dirty Coke thing. It was going down smooth, and you had a nice taste in the back of your throat, allegedly. So I've, so I've heard. And people were going nuts, in particular girls. So, like, oh, the hottest women yeah, in L.A. Yeah. were always there. And you had to know somebody yep. of a, of a, it, of a you don't thing. Eat, you don't eat, so you do lose weight. So there is an incentive for yes. a lot of, like, beautiful women. So all these parties had no food. Oh, dude, you know me. I grew up in Santa Barbara, California. Every chick coming into the, the bathroom at 1 a.m. is like, hey, missing something. Yeah. <laughs> what? I know. Oh, my God. Pat McCabe. Just helping you out. There's something in your teeth and something in your nose, girlfriend. Yeah. So they had that. No no food was ever at these parties. Bartenders, though. I mean, that booze was, was going all night. So you were just like, all right, fuck, man. So speaking of this genre, when I was a little boy, I grew up on sailboats. Right? Two different sailboats. My dad was you know, looking for something. And he uh, bought a 67-foot yacht made in New Zealand, and it was a beast. It was a warship back in the early 1900s. And th- just, it was beautiful teak, hard, var- like thick varnish, proper varnish. So it was just like needed the wood. It was like over years and years. He took that to Catalina and back. Uh, he was an acting coach. And I laugh because I'm his worst student. But back in the day, <laughs> he had George Clooney, uh, like uh, Patrick Swayze, who was a stud, oh. a, a stud of uncle, Buddy, Buddy Swayze. We all called him Buddy. And he would have these parties, and they would go to Catalina, get drunk off Dad's rum, and you know, fall in the water and try to get back up. And it was a good time. And I was eight years old, just chilling out. So one of the times during these like events and parties outside of the boat. We would go to a party in Beverly Hills. They didn't have a babysitter, so they would take me. And this one time we walked in, it was a really nice house. And I was like, Mom, why are there mirrors on all the table? <laughs> and she's like, because it, it's Hollywood, honey. Everybody likes to look at themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and I was leaning over, looking at the mirror like, yeah, this makes sense. Everybody's leaning over with the straw hanging out their mouth. Uh, they're, they're, they're just drinking themselves in. Yeah. And so it, it, that was, and I remember like, the the boat experience was really, you know, it, it it helps. I think at least that's just what my you know psychologist says that it helps with being creative. That it was like going through this because we after he sold the, the, that beast three mast giant, um, he bought a twenty eight foot uh, fiberglass schooner, and he's like Steve, all your friends say goodbye because we're going on a trip around the world. And so down Baja, lived in parts of Mexico, and their plan was to go through the Panama Canal and then go north. Were you just like homeschooled on the boat or something? If you can call it that. How old were you? Nine, 10, and 11. Fuck, that's Three years crazy. you spent on a goddamn boat? So it was like up and down, and they took their merry time. They, like we stayed in Mazalan for like two months. And so by the time we got to the Panama Canal... They're like, it's just too long. It's it's been too long. We got to go back. We have no money. We have nothing. We got to go back because they were we were eating by fishing and trading uh, with the locals. 
Holy shit. Yeah. Dude, it's a, you grew up on a fucking pirate ship. Yeah. My dad was a pirate. Full black beard, long hair, sick mullet. She had fish three days, three times we a day. We traded this village that had th- their bay, their little bay in, off of Mexico, just riddled with lobster. And we were d- with two other buddy boats, a fucking ex-Navy SEAL sailing a Navy uh, a motor sailor by himself. 62-year-old dude by himself had a fucking twitch. I remember that as a little boy. Cool as hell. Had fingers like fucking, you know, mallets. Yeah. Right? Sailing himself. That's go ashore as a 60-year-old and meet locals. Jesus Christ. So he befriended my dad. They fucking like broed out. Right? Rum. Yeah. And, yeah. And, <laughs> Right, and this dude is sailing by himself. The other, the other boat was full family, two kids, uh, mom and dad, uh, me rocking out with my mom and dad. So they traded a bunch of fishing line clothing, all these different lobsters. My mom went downstairs because the dude rolls up on a fucking dinghy, right, and takes out two big cans of Denny Moore beef stew. These fucking dudes are just like salivating. Throws in these giant lobsters, a bunch of clams. They had a whole feast on homies fucking motor sailor and i just remember my dad having two giant fistfuls like fistfuls of lobster and just like roaring laughter just like ah! <laughs> and then eating this and i remember this like this is normal so i think about my life now right going to like morton's going to a nice steakhouse yeah I'm like this is fucking bullshit <laughs> i want to see my dad double fist and lobster right? laughing like a pirate just filled you know, in a, in a, just <laughs> clam chowder going down to the beer. Rum, my yeah. yeah so pi- total pirate shit and like what you're saying about homeschool my mom bless her heart she's she's still is you know a little bit of yeah, I mean, she was a, she's a beautiful woman, right? Not a trophy wife. She she held her own. She was up the mass painting the fucking shit. Am I boring you? No. no. Dude, he, he just fucking yawned. <laughs> He's always it. jumping on me for that. No, he does it all the time. God damn it, JT. I am, I am right. You like the story? I'm so fucking into this right dude, now. Dude. Here, you man. cannot like, stop because I'm as, way into yeah, this. As soon as you I, said I could that not be more AD, into this like, story. Oh, he's going to get me. You fucking motherfucker. Yeah. So uh, he's the worst, so my, yawning and texting. So homeschooling, my mom would go like, "This is like a condensed version of the whole thing." So this is like a bit, really. It's not like fact, but there was a lot of truth to it. Which was, <laughs> after your father does a body shot off me, I'm gonna smoke a little bit of this joint, and then I'm gonna teach you how to do fractions. <laughs> oh. This is a whole joint. This is a half a joint. This is three fourths of a joint. And so that was like school. That's great. Homeschool. She was quantifying her marijuana consumption for you. I don't just. And so it was a fucking. I don't know any better. It was a blast. Like they had a party for all those years, and then they came back and had to rebuild everything. So if I took anything from it, it was like stay consistent. You know, attrition. Wear away. Keep at it. Keep at it. Keep at it. And then you know who was a big influence too, especially just as a career wise and mentally, because sometimes you get burnt out. You know, we all do. Yeah, yeah. At whatever sure. we're doing, we want to go somewhere else and do something else. Is um, is well, my dad teaching me is like you know, do what I say, not what I do. You know that old uh, adage. But uh, Mike Rowe, when he did his show. Uh, dirty jobs. dirty jobs, yeah. And he would talk. I love Micro, by the way. I would fucking love to have him on the show. Put, get him, make him a politician. The dude's brilliant. Yeah, he's a smart dude. Super down to earth and super for like just, just common work. sense. He's just yeah. middle sense. American, dude. Love it. Well, the funny thing is, is he was an opera singer. Really? Yeah, what? he was an opera singer. Like that's what he did 
before dirty jobs. So like the guy is like a classically trained baritone singer. Is that why he's got that voice? Yes. So like that. And he, what a fucking cool guy. I met him a few years ago. You're exactly right. Completely down to earth. Had no idea of his background. Just wants to get more involved with what real people are doing. More in touch with what people do. Super inquisitive. Legitimately authentic about asking questions. He wants to know. It's not like some fucking act where a dude shows up like, roll the cameras. I got to talk to this fucking idiot. It's like talking to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's shoot the show. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this. It's fucking awesome. That is all. He, 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 I mean, when he, he could win an election. That's Does what he I live think. down here? When he did the, uh, he went to uh, the Supreme Court, not Supreme Court, he went to Congress. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about jobs and trade school and all this stuff. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It should be in the archives. He wrote it and it was gorgeous. His oratory. It was awesome. And I'm, so anyway, I digress a little bit, but that's awesome. I'm, I, I love hearing about people that I like, and then they're awesome, like Ice-T, you know? That's, right. that's really, it's like it's validating your own common sense about someone. So, uh, so he was just saying, like, a lot of these guys that have these companies, these multi-million dollar companies, they, did, they didn't start off that way. They weren't loving fucking getting in the trench and doing pipe work, doing this, doing that. They didn't love it. You know, everybody doesn't get to do what they love, but they worked at it, and they grew to love it. Right. Because they kept at it and it was a they they were needed. And I was just like, fuck yeah. So I got three kids and I'm thinking about like, I don't know about university, man. Trade school. Learn how to do something. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, it's funny, Evan and I just had this conversation yesterday. Yeah. Uh, you, you were get, dropping some knowledge on uh on a school that I had never heard of. Yeah, so tell, my, tell, yeah, my wife and I have been it. talking a lot because our kids are, look, one's five, one's two, mm-hmm. and how we want them to be educated, what type of values do we want to, you know, because obviously you're offloading your children for eight hours throughout the day, depending on what school you send them to, so what type of environment do you want to immerse them yep. in? And my wife went to this school called the Waldorf School. Have I've heard, heard of this? it. Yeah. But when I read the history of the school and I got this pamphlet from the 1800s it was founded in germany by waldorf astoria which was a cigarette factory initially wasn't it and also a hotel yeah now and now yeah, now it is yeah, yeah it was a cigarette factory in germany initially and the executives all got together the owners and the executives said hey the education system and obviously it was in german so they're not talking in english but uh, education yeah. system <laughs> but they were boom real german <clears throat> they were saying Hey, the education system, even now, we're creating factory workers with, mm. you know, they bells indoctrinated from raise like, your hand. You know, mm-hmm. you have to raise your hand. You Sit have to stay silent. It's rote memorization. Yeah. What they wanted to do is activate imagination. Their thing was, how do we inspire children to think and activate their imagination? That's cool. Not just give them a bunch of facts that they right. have to regurgitate. And it's still applicable today in our education system. So when we're looking at schools for our kids, we're like, man, we got to find something that activates their imagination, that gives them independent thought, that allows them to be who they are. We don't want this fucking weird social media peer pressure of trying to conform and yeah. this, you know, electronic stimulus that yeah. has to be plugged in 24 hours a day. So we're like, hey, this might be a good option for us. Good. Uh, but yeah, we're, we've been unpacking that for fucking five years of oh, constant yeah, conversation. Yeah. And it's a constant thought. Of, as, as a parent, you're always thinking about, man, how the... 
how the fuck am I going to influence Bro. these kids, especially today with these fucking cell phones, man? Yeah, iPads. Yeah. And and Fortnite. Yeah, yeah Fortnite, Fortnite. Exactly. But is there hey, any? Can you do a Fortnite dance? Uh, yeah, dude, I can do all that shit. Damn. <laughs> is there any thought? And I'm being completely dead serious when I say this: of taking your kids on a boat around the world? No, no. I like mountains. Really? Yeah. You don't like boats at all? I mean, I do, but you know, I um, uh, I've worked with Oceana, and it's depressing. Really? Uh huh. Why? The um, marine biologists are a lot of them are, you know, trying to remain optimistic, but because of um, fishing and because of places like India, and China, are polluting the oceans, and uh, Fukushima didn't help. Pacific, right. o- don't get fish from the Pacific or clams or oysters. Get it for the Atlantic. And uh, sorry, but these are facts. And so it's 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 hard because it's like it's also a money pit. I mean, this is right. the '80s when you can have a boat and right. do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's it, I, I have a you know it, it was my childhood, so the sea I'm very connected to that way. Um, but going to school in Colorado, I just you know the mountains. Was like Did you go to Boulder? No, I got a basketball scholarship to Northeastern Junior College. Oh, big fan of them. Where's that at? Huge. Yeah. The Legless Cougars is your mascot, right? No. No. The Plainsman. Ah. Ah. How? Where is that? What what is a Plainsman? Northeast of Colorado. You said Legless Cougars. I'm like, how? So we walk in. So so my team, my team were just a bunch of blue chip athletes, studs, Adonises, a lot of them, but they couldn't hold a number two pencil to save their life, right? Right. Because their hands like deformities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. They just weren't the best, you know, properly, you know, they don't, uh, education with a with work was just, but, you know, basketball came, was beautiful. Not all of them. A lot of them were great. But they, what you do is you transfer to a university. So you're not that good. You go to a junior college. You get a, you know, your AA degree and then yep. move on to a university. Um, we walked in and we saw the gym, and then on the fucking there it is, our, our mascot, the plainsman. And then one of one of my one of my friends were like, "Look at this, ain't that a bitch? A white man with a gun." And I was like, "Yeah, welcome to Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it. <laughs> Start packing together." <laughs> would you? Would but you, I'm still friends with all those, a lot of those dudes. One one's a teacher. Anyway, would you ever want your kids to get into entertainment since you've taken this path? You or? know. That's a really good question. No, because I know how uh, a lot of um, people in the on that set take advantage of kids. Um, you know, the girl, the woman I work with, Shinola, she's a mom. I'm a dad. So when kids and babies would come on, we were like, you know, look, they kind of run stuff. You know what I mean? We're not forcing them. They have hours. Right. You know, all of the child labor laws, but. They're just passing babies around, you know what I mean? It's like, let's have the handler. So we take uh, extra care of that. If I wasn't there, no. No. If I wasn't there, some PA is going to tell my kid, like, you know what I mean? You're a PA. And this is my bits for PAs. And not to hit shit on PAs. They're fine. But when when they have common sense, they get promoted immediately. Right. Okay, and then the next thing you know, that PA is like now a producer of like a fucking Scorsese movie, because right. you know what I mean. But like, you go ask a PA, like, "Hey, um, where's the sky? Where's the sky at?" And they're like, "You want you want to know the sky? One sec. Um, Steve Howie wants to know where the sky is. <laughs> <laughs> One second, Steve. One second. One second. Steve yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. 
Ten four. Ten four. It's up. It's up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guy. Great. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I like. I, they, they. I think they want to do it. It's in the blood. They might. He might want to do You've it. You've been doing stand up. No. <laughs> Which is kind of stupid, lucratively. But I don't know if I can. If I wrote something. I got bits, but like you know, my my dad was friends with Sam Kinison, and we went out. I just watched his doc the other day. It was on Netflix. One of the greatest, Jesus Christ, sweetest man ever. He's a pastor. Yeah, yeah. And then he turned into that fucking animal. And he invented a stand-up comedy, which is like you can be mean and still be funny. Like he was, because he was so likable. It's yeah, opposites yeah, yeah. kind of thing. And it was he. He had a show called Charlie Hoover with Tim Matheson. I don't know if you remember this, but back in the Married with Children days, Sam Kinison played uh, Al Bundy's uh, alter ego, that little dude. Do you on remember his that? Shoulder. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. his shoulder, yeah, on his shoulder. So they're like, let's spin off Sam Kinison. So my dad was his dialogue coach. So they fucking became bros. Show premiered in Vegas. Fucking went out to Vegas. Huge spot with the Sands Hotel before when. You know, the rap used to be the, the shit same. back in the day, yeah. It's gone It's one of these bungalows. Anyway, I remember walking to a room, and my dad went, went, did one of these. He like looked up and went, Steve, you got to knock on the door. You got to knock on the door before you come in. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. And then I was like, what's behind your back? What's going on? I want to knock. <laughs> you knew exactly what was behind his back. I don't know. But, but brass the, rail. He was my, getting ready to blow But my too. parents, you know, they they were cool, but a little too cool. They 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 granted way too much beanness for me that, you know, as a, like, I would swim ashore in Mexico and be gone all day collecting bottles, trade, trading in for pesos. And uh, she'd just be, be back and be back before dark. You'd go to jail for that now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different well, world, I, I, though. There were seashells. <laughs> there were seashells on the beach, let alone the cartel, and yeah. like you know, be right. kidnapped. There were seashells on the beach, treasures. Do you know what this fucking place looked like? It's still beautiful. I did a motorcycle trip with William H Macy and Justin Chow and these two guys. We went from fucking Bill's house in L.A. to their house in fucking Aspen. Okay, they're doing okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I don't go there. I don't go there. He's a homie. So we went through all these uh, national parks, and you know who we saw? An Indian family, a uh, Belgium, uh, um, an Asian couple, and we talked to some of them, and they're like, "It's the most beautiful scenery. We've been all over the, the world: New Zealand, Swiss Alps, America has some of the most beautiful scenery. We need to get out. It's right there." Yeah, it's right there. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's like I don't know. Start cue the music. A red, well, white, blue. Right? To Idaho with us because <laughs> yeah, Evan was nice enough to take us to the Snake River, and I was just fucking mind blowing in the beauty. It's like untouched. You never want to look at a cell phone when you're out there. Just turn that bitch off, throw it in your rucksack, and then stare at the world. And you're like, man, where's this at? Snake Idaho. River, Idaho. Idaho. Yeah, everybody said it. That's that's the most beautiful. Which I Sandpoint. Everybody says Sandpoint for some reason. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Idaho, Montana. You know, those two states, especially there's there's like Montana. a corridor, like Idaho, Montana, <sighs> Wyoming. That whole corridor. You know, a lot of people don't understand that that the most um, the the most remote wilderness area in the lower forty eight is actually in Idaho. Is that and, right? Yeah. It has the least amount of roads. It's a wilderness area called the Potatoes? Frank Church Wilderness Area. Wow. That's what everybody thinks, which is great because it's worked 
to keep people out, out of, of Idaho because they're like, oh, fucking potatoes, man. And I we're probably going to get yelled at for this in the podcast because last time I took a photo in Idaho, I was like, holy, I posted me Instagram, and I'm like, holy fuck, this is beautiful. There was like 30 comments like, yeah. fuck you, Matt. Don't, don't let anybody know anybody. how awesome yeah. it is here. I was like, my, damn, bro. My dad had a bumper sticker on his truck for a long time and it said, welcome to Idaho. Now go home. And that's the way Idahoans are. <laughs> like, and it, I love that. It's, it's a fucking beautiful state. Well, now everybody knows. Oops. Yeah. Well, not everybody. I mean, yeah. You know, you still have to find a job we, up we, there. We went Good up luck. the river in a in a jet boat, and there's houses up there that you have to go get to in a boat up the river, like oh. miles, 10, 15 miles. And yeah. and a uh, guy you grew up with, Rusty. Yeah, Rusty Benz. He's telling us these stories about these houses. The one particularly that sticks out was that dude's house, and then the telephone that, line, the the telephone single line. fucking telephone line that ran uh, for seventy eight miles. Like, and yeah. he was telling so, us this story about how his, his wife, wife brought yeah. him brought her over from Germany, and she wanted to leave so bad because it was so remote. She didn't even have a phone, and this motherfucker ran seventy eight miles of a line and built. Built the thing, the whole way to get it. It must connected. have taken him fucking oh, years. We were you, like you're looking at it as you're math, driving by, dude. and all I'm thinking is this poor son of a bitch carrying logs and wire in his Women, back, dude. Like, because tong, it's tong, not just it's not just wife. walking 78 miles with a line. Like every <laughs> 200 feet, he's building a fucking T structure to that run this line, and you're like, impressive. that's one hell of a chick, bro. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, it's yeah. one hell of a vagina. Yeah. Well, because I mean, back then you didn't have Instagram models to DM point, real quick. So. You know, you think about that when you're 50 miles fucking in and you have to wake up in the morning, you have to travel 50 miles by horse. It may be like you can't really traverse that. No, you, you can't <laughs> even drive anything. You got to go by horse <laughs> or, or you're boat. camping. Like, I got to do miles. a next trip. What do you think I should do with the family? I got to I want to do something. I want to do a bus, maybe a beef and a drive. Yeah. <laughs> go to Washington State. Go to Lake Crescent. How old are you, kids? Three. How old are they? Their uh, oldest is going to be 10 in July, and then boy-girl twins that are four. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could drive. West Coast, just roll up and go to Lake Crescent. It's awesome up there. Yeah. I may want to fly. Oregon, (laughs) Washington. Like, that. Ashland's awesome. So I talked, I was in, uh, my brother is a, uh, one of these high rollers over in Vegas at this place, or he's he's a VIP noir or whatever. At one of the casinos, and I we're, we're talking to this one dude who's just fucking filthy money bags, and he has this uh, mansion, as his buddy was explaining, uh, in Montana, and he was saying he's like, look, man, he goes, it's not going to be around much longer, but they have twenty acre parcels, and if I were you, and I was just like, oh man, because it's like it, you know, with everything happening in L.A getting denser and denser and more packed it's and more crazy traffic. out here it's it's insane that it, it, what ha, what is happening though is it's speeding up too because in 20 years there's been an increase 10 years communication but, now like and, and 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 but also just people man people want, i'm just saying like they're creating more of a, a demand because of social media and things like that that everybody thinks they need to be here yeah so and 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 people, it's it's just dense, and it's just there's so much traffic. And, and at one point, I don't know where. You, for me, I'm just like, look, I got a lot to lose, but I'm in that roush, and I'm just, you know, at times, I'm just like, fuck it all. 
Yeah. Just uh, get out of the way. 2010. That's what happened to me. You know, I was driving stuck on the 405, driving to my apartment in Canoga Park, and I was like, fuck this shit. And I moved to fucking Colorado. Yeah. Would you ever do that at the end of, let's say, Shameless ended, right? Because your, your wife works a lot as well. She's a another working actress who just always seems like she's working. Would you guys ever pack it up and just say, fuck it, we'll live in Montana with the kids? Go to a public school. Well, I mean, I want to. Yeah, but you guys don't really shoot that much location here, do you? Yeah, we do. Isn't we're it? Yeah, yeah. Mostly Burbank, in Warner Brothers, okay. the Warner Brothers Studios, and then we shoot all the exteriors in Chicago. In Chicago, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. But that's that's only a few weeks, right? Exteriors and shit? It is. Yeah. It's a good time, though. Chicago's a, a fucking blast. Chicago's one of the best cities. Especially on production money. Yeah. I'm not a really big Chicago fan. I wouldn't in the say winter. it's the best city it's right cold. now. They're having a little problem with their uh, their, <laughs> their, their law department. It's, it's, if you're if you're you a TV get an actor, exoneration. You get an exoneration. Yeah, you get an exoneration. <laughs> Everybody. If you're a TV actor, it is. That's a great place to live. You can get off of everything. Um, look, if you want to get a raise, you got to do what you got to do. You know, and <laughs> that's what it was all over. He what? wanted more money on Empire. Well, he also had an album drop in March 2nd. Yeah. And he was doing that shit in Feb. So. <laughs> right. I mean, look, dude. These are like, I mean, who said it? Is that Joe Budden? You know who that? He's got a podcast. Yeah. And he was like, this is like industry standard 101 right when it happened. And he got blasted. Like, how dare you? I mean, everything. And he's like, look, this is just my opinion. Yep. But that shit didn't happen. And in the that music community he's like look anytime anytime there's an album dropping there's some controversy that comes out right did it happen did it not happen i don't know i'm just saying and i remember listening to him going like dude he just nailed it he's fucked though J- jussie is fucked he can't get an acting job ever again bro i don't know you know what I, it's look he's infamous now he's infamous yeah. so you got to understand there's another angle at it you got to look at it as controversy, press. But you were unhirable in Hollywood for faking a hate crime. A book deal? Perhaps, but what is he going to say? Because like, right now he's sticking to his story. So he's saying that all that shit happened. No, he's throwing the brothers under the bus, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still. The brothers are like, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what do you, what do you write a book about then? Because you're not going to write what really happened. I don't know if it even matters, though. He's going to make a gajillion dollars off the book. Yeah, somebody's going to bid. They're going to bid for it. Yeah, yeah. He only has to touch on that that situation in the very end. It could just be a biography. Yeah, it's it about his Everybody's struggle in the industry and how and all. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Dude yeah. is infamous, regardless of what what came of it. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the that, that now his name has just jumped up. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah. Get in a show. Fucking working for those pennies. <laughs> Speaking about shows, I'm curious for like Shameless, right? Because from my understanding, TV is it's a brutal shooting schedule, right? When you're shooting a season, it can be depending on the show. Like, like w- what does it look like for Shameless for you? Like, Shameless is Shameless is dope. Yeah, Jared, do you need to take a fucking no, nap? Man. No, this is just me. <laughs> it's just I love you, bro. Sleepy Bear, you can't do you, it. I want you on. Fucking Adderall the next time I'm here. Yeah. There's some nicotine gum. I'm going to strawberry cocaine. I'm doing it. Strawberry (laughs) cocaine. Yeah. Um, But because we're like character driven, a lot of dialogue, we shoot rehearsal sometimes 
John Wells is a beast, dude. You shoot rehearsals like we shoot rehearsal. Like guest stars come up and they're like, "What are we? We're shooting? Like where's rehearsal? Because a lot of the shows, you know, you put it on its feet, you do yeah. it a couple times, you get into a rhythm, you know the blocking, you know where you're going, you get the thing going with the other actor, you're getting your behavior going. I work at a bar sometimes, so I got to do glasses and stuff. Shoot it. We just show up on set, shoot it. So it's like you got to go with you got to. We've learned over a while, so we're. And they'll fast. actually use that in the, the and final because, episode. Because John Wells is old school, he's like everybody can go home and be with their family. We're not here for fucking seventeen hours. Okay. Procedural shows that are shot outside, and there's a stunt, and there's effects that takes a long time to set up. Yeah. Right. right? Also, you got to do it at night, where everybody's at home. So for Shameless, because it's the character thing and it's more of like um, stories of these characters, there's more it's just they're just we're just in scenes and we do the exteriors in Chicago. So we're out of there quick. John Wells is a is a beast, dude. Like second season, I went to him and I was like, I'm not used to my male authority senior happy. OK, I was raised with my father that was happy when he was in a gale. A storm on the sea. I was, I was happy. He was happy during that. He was happy when he was anchored. Had two lobsters and a belly full of. Yes. Otherwise, it was just like, get out of my way, right? Mm -hmm. So when John is always smiling, so I went to him and I was like, bro, I didn't say bro, but you know, I was like, you're always smiling. How? Why? You work at, you know what I mean? You, you're just a giant in this business. And he's like, kind of looking at me like, what? And I go, well, you know, there's, a, I have a little bit of philosophy where brighter the picture, darker the negative, right? What do you hide? Do you kill people? Yeah, do you have a dungeon? Right. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, he smiled and just, you know, ever so gently, he said, I said, Steve, why shouldn't I smile? I love what I do. And I was like, all right, this dude has got it. You know, he's got Animal Kingdom. Right when we rapped on Shameless, he went right to Animal Kingdom. Right when he's done rapping with Animal Kingdom. He's going right to Shameless. And in between that, he shoots a movie like Burnt with uh, Bradley Cooper right. or the, the Company Men The surprising with thing to me about a guy like that is he doesn't have to be there. Like He doesn't no. really have to be there, especially but he Shameless. Does. He does, though, Ross. After Ross, this many seasons? Listen, as a writer, you would appreciate this. Yeah. So we go to the table reads. We've had blowout just roar, roars of laughters on some of these scripts. Right, majority have been that way. Amazing writers. Sometimes the scripts come and everybody's like, while we're reading it, going, it's sucking the air out of the room. It sucks because you have the cast, you got production, you got like the studio, and the network there too. So everybody's like, and they're all poker faces. But me being me, I'm just like, what the fuck is you know? I'm looking around at the other cast like, whoa, (laughs) like this is terrible. This is not good. John, John rewrites it, and it comes out fire, fire. It's he hard. rewrites it. Yeah, Jesus they all Christ. do. But he's the guy who's like, let's change this, take that scene out, let's add this scene, this dialogue here, let's do this. Uh, fire, gotcha. gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean the guy. But that's rare. Nobody does that. Well, there's not many of them. No. And that's the thing about like when you're pitching a show, you got to have a guy who's the captain. You got a guy who's the general, the chief, the fucking man running the show. And he, at the end of the day, the buck stops with him, and he's got to produce it and write it. You have your staff. So I go out and pitch a show, hypothetically, with two of my buddies, 
we you know came up with this pitch came up with this concept and they're like who's the showrunner you know you're like uh they you can hire an outside showrunner but that is a tough job to do because that is the whole creation the whole brain of and so he's our guy trickles down from there you know william h macy's awesome on the show legit genius shy artist in real life playing a ukulele gentle and then just becomes a beast when uh, when a camera's on him and just is like belts that theater um uh modulation you know hitting the back row right and it's just like where did that come from full on i've done takes with him and i've it's been my cue and he's like did you get and caught I was like, up in Whoa, his shit? I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Cut, cut, dude. <laughs> yeah, can we go back? Yeah. That was so good. Leave that. Leave that. I'm so sorry. Le- do that. Do that again. And he builds this like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know this would happen on Lethal Weapon, by the way, as a showrunner. I just didn't have that. I just didn't have a strong showrunner, so that whole fucking thing ran Well, when out you of told me the story the other side, I was just like, whoa, bro. Yeah, because he came on Drinking Bros and then, you know, unleashed and... Uh, once it got out, you know, there was no pushback from the other side or anybody else. They were like, eh, that, that is what happened. You know, and that's the other thing that is the dynamic between the cast. Because none of us are really in competition with each other, we're all a family. The dudes are my younger bros. Shinola's the mother, the head mother, right? Emmy was the young matriarch. She's no longer there. Was it a surprise? When she left, like well, she surprised you guys. Well, the thing is, though, it's like yes and no. It's like you know, Emmy's a beast. You know, she's a, you know, she should have been nominated for something. You know, she does really good work. Yeah, she should have won. Or nominated, times. Yeah. nominated at least something. But because the it, it takes place around an impoverished family, it's not sexy, right? To reward or give out, uh, and that's kind of I think why a lot of the fans love it so much because they identify with the family or. It makes themselves feel about their own lives because these people are like I idolize are so shameless. But uh, yeah, I mean, Bill, you know, Bill sets the tone and everybody is, you know, part of the these pillars of the foundation of the show. But yeah, it's it's fun to work on. That's why we're all going back, you know, also to get paid. Well, yeah, you, you've obviously- a lot of money. <laughs> because of, because of the time now you've developed friendships, I would imagine deep friendships. With these oh people, my god! Right. So Evan, the girl Shanola Hampton, mm-hmm. she sat on my face. Vanessa Bell Calloway straddled me. I was fucking her mother while she said because I couldn't get it. The character couldn't get it up. Right. So again, show. again, no, 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 in the no, show. Again, yeah. in the show. In the show. In the show. And you know, I was just like, yeah, this dreams do come true, differently. Right. But if you if you it, it's part of the secret, <laughs> right? <laughs> if, if you imagine it and put the, it out there, it'll come it'll back. Come back. If you, you believe it, you can achieve it. Because yeah, I, I was one of my fantasies <laughs> this is happening right now her and i have done everything right doggy style missionary the whole thing i have the cock sock on yeah uh, as you do for it's mandatory you can't well, just we let don't you run around with your cock, cock sock look scene? like uh, a, a, a small flesh colored crown royal bag yes like okay a, like a pantyhose just type the, of thing for the audience so yeah, yeah, so yeah. so you're not all over because the thing is though is they did a shot underneath me hitting doggy style and they're like, uh, Howie, can you like pull your sack up? Because it's just dangling right there. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I pulled it up, 
kind of did a like a tuck kind of thing. Leg and then tuck. went back yeah, kinda. And then I had to rest it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta get the shot. Yeah, you gotta get the yeah. shot. Sorry, honey. I gotta get the shot. Yeah. yeah. But um but she's become my best friend. An African American female has become my best friend because she knows everything. She knows everything about me and my wife. She's helped me through t- tons of things. We're, we've gotten so intimate, and we don't have that, that next level right, of right. This, that, that sexual thing. I know her husband. I'm friends with him. She's sister wives with my wife. We do things together as a family. And it is, so when you say f- develop friendships, right. we're, she's my family now. Yeah. Because we've gone, we've gone to places, and then the people who've watched the show know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean this is. They'd to, like to hear that. But the to- <laughs> total time spent is got to, It's probably what fifteen more than with my wife. Fifteen years yeah. of your life, more yeah. than with my wife. Man, you know. And then before that, I've been on two shows now that are going to go sixteen years. Two shows, sixteen years. Wow, hundred episodes each show. Re- are you talking Reba? Reba, Reba yeah. McIntyre. Yeah. And uh, I w- took a piss next to. Um, the fucking six million dollar man, yeah, Steve Austin. Yeah, what's his actor's name? Stone Cold. No, no. Stone uh, Cold Steve Austin. No, no. Yo, Steve six- Austin in the six million dollar man, the 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 Bionic Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah back yeah, in yeah. the seventies. Lee Majors. Lee Majors. That's nice. It. There it is. Lee fucking there Majors, bro. Yeah. Went to this award show. Sarah was like, uh, um, uh, MCing at one of the presenters, taking a piss next to Lee Majors, and uh, I was Did you peek over. Huh? Did you peek over and I look didn't, at that hog? I didn't. But he said, uh, he's a cool dude. And he was like, I was like, Lee Majors. I was like, hey, you've done three shows that have gone 100 episodes. I've done two. And I used to, I'm named after you. True story. The, the character, Steve. Yeah. You know? And there's nothing that strikes fear in anyone's heart like the name Steve. Yeah. I mean, that just fear. It's terrifying. Super Isn't intimidating. Isn't it Steve, the yeah. 80s Hi. gay guy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Steve. I'm Steve. Steve! <laughs> <laughs> so true so true and now and he was just like you know he's just like okay right on right on you know are they hiring you're hiring i'm like i don't know man i don't know he so, wanted a gig dude it's he's dead it's now tough but yeah he wanted that gig it's tough because i saw him at a comic-con thing maybe three or four years ago or whatever it was and i was just like Man, you're Lee Majors. You don't have to do shit. It, I thought. Well, you do because yeah. I talked to a. Uh, he partied hard. My uh, one of the older, uh, in the earlier episode, uh, earlier seasons of Shameless. The prop master worked with him on the Fall Guy. Yes. yes. And by three p.m., he was three sheets, sheets to the wind. The dude, Mike, the prop guy, had to tape. Lee Majors lines on the other actor's forehead. Fuck yeah. <laughs> really? Fuck yeah. So when That's you see those close-ups, yeah. he's reading off the dude's That's forehead. my style of acting. Yeah. Where the hell are you going, you son of a bitch? Like, man, he's I got love... stone-cold killer eyes. Like, no, he's fucking three sheets it's of the wind reading a, a cue that, card on but the forehead. But he still did it. That's awesome. And he delivered. Boom. No, and I'm not talking shit. I'm, no, I'm the dude, awesome. the dude's a legend, and he's awesome. And I got, but I just I love hearing those stories because it's like it's like oh I'm not the only one. Yeah, you have a lot of the original crew too. Uh, some do they a stick lot of, around? Like, well, the thing is though is there is like you know there is a bureaucracy that is inevitable when you're running businesses, and some heads are cooler than others, and 
the boss is the boss and so all that crew his are all the same but the crew come and go you know like i have friends that are on seal team now a lot of that crew went there because the old uh, director uh showrunner type like john wells the boss but then he has like a director producer that's there all the time on set and he it was uh um it was a uh, fucking chris why am i spacing on everybody's name dude i'm tired Anyway, he's the fucking showrunner on SEAL Team. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Which they're killing the game well, over there. Yeah, Tyler Gray and those guys. Like uh, Tyler Gray's the shit, by the way. Boreanaz is on that show. Boreanaz, cool as hell. David Boreanaz. Had, and we had, AJ um, Buckley. We, yeah, we yeah. had uh, Neil, uh, Neil Brown Jr. on. Yeah, he, he, he's nice, cool as shit, man. Isn't he cool as shit? Great yeah. guy, yeah. The whole, the whole thing. And they, they wanted to do have me come on because I was like the char- AJ Buckley's character's like a, a homie from back in the day and they're like come on we'll do missions together and i was like you know it's i'm on a show yeah you know what i mean and it's like i could do it but then you know how it's just it would be so be busy that when you're trying to like justify monetary reasons versus your family's reasons you're like i'm like i'm already like it's just, Sometimes he, it's not about the paycheck. It's about helping coach and wee ball and seeing your kids just... You know what I'm saying? Exactly Thank right. you. Well, you know, that's, a, that's an interesting question, which is when you're working on a show like Shameless, it's huge. Then when you're looking at other acting or potential acting gigs, you know, how are you weighing that out? So obviously there's like this scale and it's multidimensional because it's not just pay. It's like, okay, it's the project, it's the people and all this shit. How are you deciding to take what? Well, you're only good as your last job. Right. And I've made a lot of shitty shit. Stuff that I stole from Ross. Yep. You know, we auditioned for the same things. And they picked me. And I wish Ross got it. (laughs) Actually, I was going to bring that up about maybe you taking over his spot. But I don't know if this is the right. No, thing. you no, can't take you over RP. Well. That voice, might that intro. Well. <laughs> <laughs> You've listened to it. You still have that? Oh yeah, dude. Come on, come bro. On. You can do like a thousand impersonations. I know. Change it up. I'm the best in the best. Yeah. How did you? How did best you guys meet? Best. By the way, sorry. I I, I need to catch up. Auditions. Auditions. So we we, we then, were always up for the same shit. And then I visited his movie. Um, what was which the Helen Keller. Helen Keller. Helen Keller and this is there. where I met the boys at. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because you lived right next to the diner. And yeah. then our mutual, the guy, my mentor for shooting is this guy named Britt Cyrus. And he knew these guys. And so he's like, you want to come meet these? Because I was already fans of Article 15. And uh, Britt Cyrus shot the video for the Indiegogo campaign for Range yeah. 15. He was yeah. our, our DP for that. Yep. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He worked for us for a while, too. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. So that was, so, you know, and he's doing his business down in, uh, is it South Carolina, North Carolina? He's in, yeah. in Charlotte. Charlotte? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys got to hook up. He's he's a great guy. Great dude. Really, really great, great guy. Just yeah. got married. Um, Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. And so he's, he's, he's doing it. You know what I mean? He's not drifting. He's like, you know, Mike Rowe. Find a thing, make it, create it, be successful. Be happy because you've made the decision to. He's a one-step for him doing what he's doing now too. I mean, he's a one-stop shop. He's a he's a digital imaging technician as a trade, but yeah. can run a camera, can be a. DP, I met him on Shameless. Be, yeah, he was he the was DIT our, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and he was like, I was talking about guns, and he was like, kind of listening, and he's like, "You like guns?" Hey, and I was guns. like, and I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "What do you got?" <laughs> <laughs> well in Hollywood if you talk about guns and one other person like guns 
it's, it's immediately on. like, hey, bro, exactly. Come over yeah. here. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, so he's, you know, he's awesome. I don't know where we were going, what I was going with the story. I was, I was, I was talking shit about you and your intro. I think that's Yeah, but you, with your work schedule, you steadily <laughs> have been doing like a movie a year in the off season. I got yeah. a movie coming out, uh, March 29th. Oh, Friday. Shit, two days. Yeah. Uh, making babies. Oh, hell yeah. So yeah. I, saw, I saw the trailer for that on your Instagram. L- limited theater release, but yeah. at least it hit the theaters. It's a tough time. Are you time. Main or? I'm, uh, no, I'm a, it's like about a couple who has problems, uh, decides to make a baby, right? Fun to do, hard to achieve sometimes. You're the guy that they're like, let me get that seed. Yeah, I'm yeah. the lead. It's a romantic comedy. And the right. other girl is Eliza Coop. Okay. Who's awesome, beautiful, really, really funny, and a lot of the bits I play the straight man because she's so funny. So no that shit. was yeah, it was that's really cool. yeah, it was really fun because that's why I wanted to do it because it's not just I'm the the goofy you know asshole yeah. making jokes. I was like kind of leading her throwing throwing uh, lobs, you know, and she fucking dunked it, man. She's really good. Last time you were here, uh, that Netflix movie was that about one to was air. game over man awesome yes. game over with the workaholic yeah, guys funny. yes yeah, yeah. Funny. it was fun it was really fun to make funny. too because you told us you were like dude you guys are gonna dig this fucking movie it's crazy as Play shit a tactical security contractor like, and that part too was <laughs> like bro that was like dude. the other actor mac <laughs> brand is a big red viking yeah right yeah. big red chest hair and so i saw him at the gym where he was deadlifting and I was like, hey, man, I'm Steve. Nice to meet you. He's like, oh, nice to meet you. We have a mutual friend, Jonathan Tucker, who was on the uh, MMA show. Fuck me in my memory. Bro. No, you're on Kingdom. fire today. Kingdom. There you go. Kingdom. Yep. Yep. So they were on that show together. And he's like, we got, he, I was like, listen, bro, we got a kiss. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm clean. I just want to know, you got anything? You know, got anything you're going to pass over? And he's like, no, no, thanks. Yeah, I did that. Uh, so you you're in, talking about this at the gym? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great you, place you to be like, hey, sweet deadlift. practice run there at the gym. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> Just he's not got even a big red beard. It. I go, bro, you're yeah. going to have to trim that up. Yeah. Or especially around the lips. Yeah. Trim it up, bro. Yeah. It's going to scrape my so shit. So he did the scene, and I was like, we can start getting down. He's like, okay, come on, or whatever. And it's just like, okay, real quick. And we go in the hotel. And I was like, dude, can I throw you? And he's like, what no one's ever asked him that before he's a big dude and he's like yeah and i go just give me a little just give me a little bounce don't make it obvious and he goes yeah yeah, i got you so we did it and i fucking threw him and he hit the bed shocked but like turned on right <laughs> he's like i've never had someone yeah. handle me like that yeah. and he just ripped his shirt open had nipple foot piercings and was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rewind it. Watch that scene now. That's a oh, wild ass movie, God. man. That was fun. Those dudes are so funny. And and Adam Devine, dude, that guy's legit. Watching them and Blaze and Anders Holm like work as a trio, they changed everything at, on the fly and they were riffing. They had a Tom Brady bit that just came in the moment and they were riffing. They're like, Yeah, the Brady bunch, here we go. And they're like, No, 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 Tom, Tom Brady, Tom, the quarterback. And he's like, the dad. Right, and so they, and it was like, and I was like, bro, these guys are so good. So they have their shit dialed in, and it was a blast, man. It was a fucking blast to shoot that movie. That's but fucking awesome, man. The next step, I think, hopefully, I mean, you guys are filmmakers and shit. You know, you know, you got to do this, but you know, I, and I know you guys have talked about it too because we've talked about it. But, um, uh, you know, action comedies. You know, the the, the lack of 
comedies in general is happening. But I think you can hide a lot of different um, unpopular social justice warrior jokes with violence. If it's packed together, you can get away with a lot of stuff. Right. Because if it's good, it's Love good. It. That's like my dream would be to co-direct an action comedy. Well, that there is no boundaries. You just fucking send it. You send it's it. Violent, it's violent. And it's hilarious. got a fan base because it's it's wanted, man. Yeah, it's desired. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And there's there's none of them coming out and really this right week, now. We had Comedy's perfect, dying. The perfect dude to do it with, you know, that circle would be Freddie Wong, you know him? Bro, yeah, Rocket yeah. Jump. He was like, yeah. he was like, he wants to come that out. That dude's next a month. legend. He's like, yeah. I want to do an action comedy. He had the first video with that dude that died with cancer from Sp uh, Spartan uh, TV yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? That actor. Uh, he, uh, uh, anyway, he did this video <laughs> where they fucking go off shooting, and he put the uh, the flashes in later on. Yeah. yeah. This was years ago. This was like a decade ago. Or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Freddie was an OG. So Way yeah, ahead of his time. He's been on the show maybe three he times. Wants, he oh, wants that's to cool. Do he wants to yeah. do an action dude, I'm, movie. I, dude, I'm jumping. <laughs> yeah. I'm jumping All right. In. So that, that, I'll be the lead, and then we'll write in a scene where I have nipple piercings, and I get thrown on throw a bed you. by Steve. Of course. Yeah, of course. So what, what are you so watching? You're gonna, right. Just you're the co-lead, right? Co-lead, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you <laughs> Fine with me. I'm not a great lead. You watched Range 15. What, what are you watching? What are you listening to? Like, What are oh. you into right now, man? CEO asking good questions, guys. Yeah. Um, I am. Um, I'm, I just finished The Crown, okay. which I really enjoyed. Because is that, is that where's it at? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know where that's at. What's the crown, crowning? Uh, no, it's not. I'm thinking about the birth. <laughs> that's on Netflix. The birthing it? movie. Um, no, yeah. I, just for whatever reason, I got into that right, right now. My wife is pushing me to get into the OA. Ah, um, big fan of the OAs. And I just saw season two is dropping. Like it's out. Okay, it is. It's out. Yeah. I just saw the billboard, and both of us, me and my wife, stopped. And we were, I mean, yeah. stop the car. The OAs is yeah. back because they were gone for like two years. I don't yeah, know what yeah, the yeah. fuck happened Brit, to the show. Brit Marlene, who's yes, the brain, super talented. Oh my god, so amazing. Yeah, writes and directs and yeah. does. She the whole made shit. a uh, movie called The East, and it's about corporate uh, anarchy. Like they were damage, like go after corporations that are polluting, right? Like different places, and I'm like. That's tough. Like, and it's it's good. And I'm like, this 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 girl is fire. Lights man. out. She did another. I say Earth. fire, by the way. I, oh, I like dude. that. I okay. say I use the fire emoji all hey, the time. Hey, uh, Jared, I say fire. Yeah. I know <laughs> you, you don't like fire though, right? You don't say fire. Like, yeah, you didn't like. You said that on a podcast. On one podcast, you said you don't like fire. No, he. So I, I also watched the podcast. Obviously, <laughs> you had my fucking one crush on who Rudy. Oh. I don't know him. I don't know him, but no, it's okay easy. to be a little gay to Rudy, right? Holy shit. Yeah. Did you hear that show? Dude. Of course I heard that, that show. That craziest that, that hour dude, and a half of all that time. That dude's in the movie. Has to be. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah like, yeah, yeah. he's so legit. Yeah. yeah. But that is him. hundred That was him Bro, 10 years ago? I've been watching Rudy do that beach... Like, you know, yeah. wearing the silkies. Kettlebells. Yeah. Kettlebell in the, yeah. on the beach with silkies, bro. Yeah. Like, is that your ball sack, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just that dude. Yeah. And he's, a, and he's a fucking assassin. It's so cool. When he when he told when he said and this is no lie because you weren't here for this Evan but it was the greatest line in podcast history I was asking him about like what it's like for girls dating you and you know if he was single or whatever and he goes you know it's tough man when a girl is dating a real life Rambo 
And I was like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And, and you know what? And I, and I couldn't no say irony. anything because no he irony. was off in his moment. I didn't want to. That, but that's the greatest thing about Rudy and guys like that. He is him 100%, 100% of the time. And you can't fault a motherfucker that's just like, nope. I don't necessarily agree with everything, but like, do you, man? Yeah, and you're doing yeah, yeah, you. It's yeah, fucking yeah. rad. with uh, uh, fucking scarves. Like, yeah. yes. you do you, bro. He showed up with a shirt. I don't know where it went in between hanging out he, and then getting on. He was on. wearing a he's, shirt before he came on. He's and then it was phenomenal. Ripped open took it off. Good. Either way. 300 pull-ups before the podcast. Oh, uh, dude. Easily. It's, it's an all-timer of a show where you're just like, I I wish I would have filmed. Somebody might have this on film. I think Donnie O'Malley. But him doing that workout at the pool... At the you guys at the are talking hotel, about right right you guys are just Anaheim, watching him near Six Flags. So it's all families. Like there is six hundred. Is he wearing kids, silkies? No shirt, just silkies. He has he has his kettlebell <laughs> and a weighted sandbag, and he is sweating. And this is only like we only had like a fifteen minute window to get ready. So eight of those minutes, he just worked his balls off. I at love the pool. that. Imagine you're on a Disney cruise and that guy shows up with a kettlebell in front of all the, the families whole, it, outside. Enjoy. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Family. Listen, the wife's probably going home and banging the shit out yeah. of her husband. Like, wow, where'd that sex drive come from? Like, yeah. thanks, Rudy. He, he reminds me a little bit like he if the character Tom Cruise did in Magnolia. Nah. Oh, yeah. If he knew, if he, yeah, yeah was like a fucking warrior. You know what I mean? Add that. Like, because you could put him in that kind of character. Yeah, like, yeah. here we go. It's all great. Yeah. We're going to go run 10 miles. And then we're going to, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's just like, yeah. wait a minute. Who is, this? because the dude, the, there is that type of casting Murder in a, a couple's retreat. Remember the dude in the oh, Speedo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So imagine having a dude who's like that teaching a bunch of other dudes who think they're badasses. And he's like, this fucking guy's in silkies. Like, what is he going <laughs> to teach me? Oh, he's a fucking killer. Yeah. Oh. Legitimate, because that's what I was telling Rocco, our good friend. You know, yeah, Vince Vargas. You were just up at Sundance with, him. yeah, him yeah. and his wife, dude. They came through at this Sundance party. It was a whole shameless party. They were in like fucking, you know, the Scrubville, and I went and grabbed them out and pulled them into fucking VIP. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, dude, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, were you? I was like, come, dude, come on. And uh, you know, when I, when he was auditioning for um, the Mayans. And he's like, you know, like, you know what I look like? I go, I, dude, you, your story with fucking Matt and what you guys went through, done. You're dealing with actors. <laughs> <laughs> you have the thousand yard stare, bro. You have it. Every, once you get this role, everybody's going to look up to you for legitimacy, as I do, as we, as we do who are civilians, who like, you know, respect and, and he and i think i think it gave him some more confidence because it is a scary world to go and he fucking nailed it now he's on the show yeah it's great for him so you said you listen to podcasts actively yeah. what, what other podcasts are of course are rogan of? yeah, yeah. Okay. he's our he's our johnny carson yeah i call him the the mailman's oprah winfrey yeah, the yeah. male. Oh, yeah, the, the male Oprah Winfrey, the, the good masculine. Well, males they call it the Rogan Winfrey. effect. So if you go go on their books, movies, anything like, congratulations. Yeah, but he also doesn't. He only puts who he wants on and who his friends are. Correct. And I think that's great. Yeah. Because the people who he has had on have been the 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 the, the, the smartest minds of the planet and the dumbest. 
Like right. he's he's had amazing guests on that where you actually learn something, but then there's the next thing is like you're laughing your ass off because Coco Elk Elk. elk. Like, yeah. Do you see that Joe bit Diaz. that the guy did? Yeah, amazing. Legit video was Make that go viral because that was perfect. What's an obscure one you listen to? Because I'm sure a lot of people that listen you know to what shows I'm a big fan. I'll go back to podcasts, but the one thing that I do watch on YouTube are the are the clips of. Uh, America's Got Talent and American Idol. Okay. I love people going after their dreams and then being shocked that they're actually good at something. That's actually a real moment. And those real moments I'm like addicted to. So I'll watch them for like the good ones where uh, this. Oh, you can get caught in that, in that, in that whole loop oh, yeah. of, of people that blow the judges like just out of their chairs. Yeah. You're like, like, and they don't oh, know. Shit. And the people on stage My don't know. My wife's mom is addicted to all that. She, she will watch it for Dude, hours. Dude, I, I, I love it. I watch that. But the other podcasts I get down with are uh, most of the stand up comedians um, yeah. that are friends of mine. Um, you know, uh, Dalia, Chris Dalia. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll listen to uh, uh, Bobby Lee's. Uh, Tiger Belly. It's fucking good. Yeah. I'll listen really to uh, Coco Diaz. You know, he's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then the guys I don't know, um, Bill Burr. Listen to Bill Burr. Yeah. You know, he was uh, make he makes Theo sense. Vaughn. He makes sense a lot. Yeah, I like Theo. It's it's not my it's not my bag. Theo's not like I like Theo and I think he's funny, but after a while, I'm just I'm kind of I don't know. I'm yeah. over it. Yeah. He's cool. <laughs> yeah, I could listen to Bill Burr for fucking yeah, hours. Same. Like, I never, never on any it. subject on yeah. any Anything subject too. that he wants to and talk about. Sense. Like, I can type in YouTube Bill Burr and just fucking hit play and just yeah. autoplay all the way what through else? his shit. He's the only comedian too that can go into a full room of veterans and make fun of. Of veterans, bro. Right. He went on Conan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so got in trouble. That he was Conan like, bit he's like, viral, for what? Yeah. The guy on the uh, aircraft carrier that goes. <laughs> Yo, yeah, he did. Yeah. He did that yeah. to the American Legion. They all because I'm they not loved down, it. I'm not down with this. Every every military guy's a fucking hero. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of them just sat around, you know, counting <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dude, that is so ballsy. And then he became so a legend ballsy. at the Philly when he just ripped across. That, oh, that's his I favorite. Have, I have listened to that fucking Philly like because it's eight minutes long. And he goes, and it's fucking five minutes left. It's amazing. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that I mean, those are all. I think you know. We're all fans of the kind of the same stuff, but as far as like TV goes, it's tough. It's tough to find something that you're actually down with that it can be, you know. And that's the kind of thing that when I talk to people in the business who who are my you know acquaintances and friends, and why aren't you doing your own show? Why aren't you doing this? And it's like because man, I know the pendulum swings from mediocre at best to shit, and I'd rather not do mediocre at best because it's probably going to be shits and until and if it is the right thing if it's done if i'm passionate i don't care that it'll suck i'll have to make it that hasn't come yet it will i'm working on it but there's a there's a lot of things that are that are brewing right now it's just the right fit and like shameless is a perfect example is that you have to have the right cast with the right leader with the right crew and it's just like you know it's my way or the highway because we all know who the boss is and once when people start when underlings like actors or whoever start to think that they're the boss it goes crazy if, if the if like if the cast members are fighting like you know how many fucking shows were you know like are they on set yet i don't i'm not on set until they're on set 
It's like, oh, really? Yeah. Are you are you precious? And so <laughs> I know those things. And so I don't want to put put out something right and have it be drivel. I want it to be like kind of cool. But and that's the thing. It's it's wanted. Whatever that is, it's 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 desperately wanted for family. And also, like being on Reba was really. Uh, educational in the fact that you know she she won awards for family entertainment. I don't even know that there was an award show for that, but you know Johnson and Johnson got awarded for something about some other company that was family owned and family values. And I was like, yeah, why can't you produce something where a bro could watch it with his girl, or a girl could watch it and a family with kids, right? You know, that's kind of, you know, because that's where I'm at. Because a lot of my sordid ideas can't be executed. Because I got kids. What what am I going to do? Do the shit that I fantasize about, you know? And No, it would have to be something like, you know, a modern uh, Happy Madison or like a modern uh, 48 Hours or Turner and Hooch. So (laughs) underrated. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I want to see, I want to see like... uh, you and Chris Pratt team up on something. We did. We, we fucking did. awesome. I, these fucking guys, they're awesome. <laughs> but I did. I did a movie with Channing Tatum, mm-hmm. right? And I did a movie with Chris Pratt. What right? names the movies? Supercross uh, was Channing Tatum. Yep. I thought it was about Jesus as a superhero. It wasn't. No. It was that no. Bunch of, <laughs> bunch of dirt bikes. And I was like, wait. I walk through the pit, you know, because of this thing. I'm in law all geared out. What are they doing? Shooting a movie. Who is that? He's the lead. He's too tall. You're too tall. Because those guys are all spitfire. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Carmichael, Bubba. They're like horse jockeys, man. Yeah. yeah. And they whipped that, those fucking, you know, uh, two strokes and four strokes around like nothing. And the other one was a romantic comedy called... Uh, uh, Kate Hudson, what was it called? Something Borrowed. Yep. With Chris Pratt. And that's when he was Fat Pratt. Fat right? Pratt, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but then, but he was the same dude as he is right. now. I love when Chris Pratt has his like Instagram stories about his struggles with diets and he just like sets up a donut and he's like, I want to so bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fucking hilarious. Man. Yeah, but he's got a lot of shit about him like, you know, hunting and everything. Well, yeah. Shaving that, goats. That new religion. Yeah. Whatever the Cutting fuck down that is. trees, shaving goats, or whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, do my buddies, anymore? One of my buddies went and did something with him recently. It said his fucking. Look, you got to find a diet that works for you, okay? You shouldn't kill yourself because you're trying to save the planet by not eating animals. If, if you need a little bit of animal protein for longevity and health, eat a little bit of animal protein. I had a friend that was vegan, you know totally on the kick and it was like this is has how it has to be we have to reduce and like i go okay and then with it was started withering away and was unhealthy had ailments had gastro intestinal problems all that stuff have an egg yeah it's gonna be okay yeah you're, right? you'll be fine you'll be fine and then the in, and then he did and then now he's just like yeah i just i gotta i gotta have some fish i have some eggs yeah every <laughs> once in a while i'll have half a steak and then he's healthy. But some people can do that. Some people can't. There's like meat diets, right? Only, they only eat meat. Elk. 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 <laughs> elk. Just elk. elk but it works for them. I know. Yeah. And, and so, you know, my wife has had issues with food and stuff. Like, she can't have things that she wants. You know, she's like, avocado? Can't have it. She loves avocado. Loves guac. We used to go to Mexico all the time. Why allergic to it or just? Just in her system. There's something about that fatty, something about avocado that fucks her up. 
and she's athletic. She she works out. She trains, and so she needs to be. You know, she's also given birth uh, two times, all at home. Gave birth to twins. The second one was breach. Came out balls first, ass first. Rotate the the. Doctor Ow. rotated, bled all over my bed. Um, <laughs> Why at home? Since we're on that, because she's a badass, and she, she was she, like, "I don't want to go anywhere." He does it at home too. She goes. She was saying. She goes. We we came with flaw, and I was down for it because of her certainty. But women have been giving birth for tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years, yeah. depending on your religion. Yeah, and we heard this story about. This uh, woman that was being the uh, whatever tribe, Cherokee or Sequoia, whoever, was being transferred from Arizona area to Colorado. They made this walk through three states back in the day, back in the late 1800s. Women would give birth on the walk because they had to. And women are strong, man. They're very, very strong. And so... And so we were just like, let's do it. I think we can do it. I think it's fine. It's healthy. And there's only one OBGYN doctor that is legally allowed to assist a um, twin birth at home, Dr. Stuart Fishbein. <laughs> the only guy. He's it. In because the state it, of California? It's not legal in the state of California because right. it's not legal. So we had him. We had the dude. And, uh, you know, it was, it was awesome. Man, well, they, look, this interview's been awesome, man. You're Thank one you, of bro. our favorite people on the planet. Bro, yeah. I love uh, you guys. So I, excited to be here. This is the point in the show we get to the drinking bro of the week. Obviously, you listen to the show. Somebody that inspired you, somebody that helped you, somebody that shaped you into the man you are today. Yeah. Who would you like to give drinking bro of the week to? Definitely, without a doubt, Brett Howie, my older brother. Taught me more about being a man than anyone else. Um, and there you go. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, yeah, Instagram. Where can they find you? Because you got a good Steve Instagram. Howie at Steve Howie. Okay, nice. Your driving, your driving videos and stories are, are, are some of my favorite. He's been doing that forever. Because <laughs> you hate. I got to keep, keep it up. I feel your hatred. I feel your hatred in the traffic, and it just yeah. yeah you love anytime it? I miss that hatred, I go to yours, and I'm like, oh, he's still there hating. I'm it. gonna start sending you videos of me driving in country backroads to my house, oh. and there's no traffic. <laughs> like, oh, look, I another axis steer. Oh, look, a whitetail. Yeah, hate you. <laughs> Can we? Uh, we should make a trip and yeah. do some uh, absolutely fun stuff. Fuck Let's yeah, do it. We, yeah. yeah. We're do it. we're talking right now. We got some friends that have a, a airline that go into remote areas of the Bahamas to hunt and fish. Oh my god! Wow. I'm, down. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you, brother. Hey, the man. We appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Uh, for Steve Howick, Matt Best, Evan Aper, Jared Taylor. I'm Ross Patterson. Good night, everyone.